The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Happened was, you remember that's how Jonah began the story. What had happened was is that on last Sunday afternoon, Holly and I accepted an invitation to go sailing. And, and with another couple, we joined the owners of the boat to go sailing. And we, we motored out of the harbor onto Sabine Lake, and, and we raised the Genoa, that's the sail in the front. And then we raised the main, that's the sail in the middle. And then we raised the mizzen, that's the sail in the back. And we kind of drifted a little bit because there wasn't too much wind. And we sailed out for a while. It, it took us about an hour to go, what, with three sails, it would normally take about 20 minutes. And, 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 and then we started with dinner. And, and Somebody said, you know, if we turn the boat around, maybe the sails will give us some shade here on the deck. Because it was, it was hot. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really hot. And the sun was beating down upon us from above and bouncing up at us from the deck and from the sea that began to get smoother and smoother and smoother. And about 15 minutes later, we looked back, and right there was the oil platform that was just right there 15 minutes ago. <laughs> what, what had happened was, is that we learned if your pastor is preaching through Jonah, Wait until Jonah gets back on dry land before you take him sailing. <laughs> now, I'll have to tell you, in the midst of that, I got a little warm. I had to go cool off afterwards because we dropped the mainsail, then, then we dropped the mizzen, and then we rolled up the Genoa, and we motored back in because there was no wind at all. Yeah, so much for sailing. But, but I remain thankful that nobody cast lots to find out whose fault it was. I remain thankful that nobody suggested I jump or they pitched me overboard because they remember the story from that morning. I remain thankful that even though it took a moment or two to get it started, really, the motor worked. And, and, and we didn't have to jump in and swim and tow the boat home. You know the story of Jonah. The word of the Lord came upon him and said, Arise and go and tell the people. And I, I, I keep coming back to the power of that, the magnitude of that for a prophet's life. Because you were taking your own life in your own hands when, when, when you went off to do something like that if you forgot that your life was in God's hands in the first place. 
me from the presence of the Lord, and, and that didn't go well. He went down to Joppa, got on a boat, tried to sail to Tarshish. Storm came up. They pitched Jonah overboard, and he got swallowed up by a great big fish. We found out in Bible study this past week why we sometimes think it's a whale. From the Hebrew scripture, it was translated into Greek, and in the Greek translation called the Septuagint, they used the word whale instead of great fish. Was it a great fish? I don't know. Was it a great whale? I don't know. It was, it, it was the, the one that God appointed to swallow up Jonah and keep him safe. This, this particular fish is actually a whale shark that you see. And they're really, they're, they're really, really big. Big enough to swallow up Jonah. So, what we remember in that story is that God is with us and God is for us because God loves us. And in that love, God seeks people and sends us to seek people. Amen? So what happens now? We're with Jonah in the belly of a big fish at the bottom of the deep blue sea. I, I don't know about you, but, uh, and I don't need any witnesses, honey. I'd probably be complaining. I, I'm, stub my toe, I'm gonna complain about the man who made the table. Not that I didn't turn on the light in the middle of the night to see where the table was, where it's always been. And God's working me out of that. See, as a society, we have become a society of complaint. Everybody, all of us, all of us has an opinion. And, and with the advent of social media, many of us share it freely. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. <laughs> and, 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 and I heard a preacher say this once, and, and, and it nearly knocked me out. He, he said, you know why this congregation, and it wasn't here, it was in a whole other county, several counties away. He said about that congregation, you know why that congregation can't bring in the sheaves? You remember bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the we shall go rejoicing? He said, you can't bring in the sheaves because you're bringing in the peas. <laughs> bringing in the peas, bringing in the peas, we shall come complaining. Now, we may have been that way before as a people, but we're not there anymore. God is doing a mighty work among us and brought, bringing us through that and out of that and beyond that into a congregation and the people of proclamation who proclaim the truth of Christ, who proclaim the truth of God's seeking people in Jonah. So, what did Jonah do in the belly of the big fish in the bottom of the deep blue sea? He praised God. I don't know if he repented. We don't hear that part of the story. But he praised God. Listen to this. I called out to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. That's, that's 
good news. Every time we cry out to God, God hears us. Every time we cry out to God, God answers us. We might not get the answer that we're hoping for, but God answers us anyway, all right? Sometimes that answer is yes, sometimes that answer is no, but every time we cry out from the belly of Sheol, God hears us and God answers us. And God always answers us for the greater good. Our greater good and the greater good of the gathered people and the greater good of the world. Because why? God loves us. God is with us. God is for us. And Jonah knew that. He said this, you brought me up out, you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. Sheol and the pit were the place of shadowy existence in Jonah's face. The place where the, where the bars shut in and you're stuck underneath and never, never are you coming back out. That's how Jonah felt. That's where Jonah was. And yet, Jonah praised God, lifted his voice, lifted his heart, lifted his eyes to heaven to praise God. And then he says, but I with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Now, I, I, I don't know about you, but when I end up in the belly of the whale, I try to work my own way out. I, I, I try to find it. I try to fix it. I try to do everything that I possibly can. I try to figure out how I got there in the first place. And Jonah reminds me, deliverance belongs to the Lord. It's not mine to figure out how to get out of here. God already knows where I am. It's not mine to fix things. God already knows and has a plan on how to fix things. One time I was praying with the family before surgery. We wondered when this was going to come up. We were surrounding um, our brother who was going to have surgery. And we all knew God had it, but we were praying anyway because that's what, that's what people do. And, and out of the corner of my ear, I heard someone talking over the loudspeaker in the room trying to get somebody's attention. And, and so I prayed a little bit louder so they'd hear we were praying and hush up. And, and then when I said amen, the voice on the box said, never mind. <laughs> okay. And, and, and we all laughed. But, but we knew that was God saying, thank you for praying. I got this. Thank you for being faithful. Whatever happens, I got this. Thank you for, for staying together. Whatever happens, I can, never mind. I got this. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. So, so what, what, what do we do? What do we do then? You see, this is what Jonah knew that I have to try to remember. Jonah knew that God had given him responsibility for himself. Jonah knew that he was responsible for his knowledge and understanding, that even in the belly of the big fish, God had this and had him. Jonah knew that, that God had given him responsibility over his emotions. However he felt in the belly of the big fish, he knew that those were his and he owned them. 
And he could choose to do what he wanted to do. And God knew, and Jonah knew that God had given him responsibility over his actions. Jonah knew that he was responsible for what he knew about God and about himself, how he felt about God and about himself, and how he then acted in response to what he knew and what he felt. And Jonah chose to pray God. Praise God. You see, Jonah ran away from the presence of God. But he didn't let that try to steal his own. Jonah got called out by the casting of lots and tossed into a tempestuous stormy sea, but Jonah didn't let that cause him to lose his joy. All right? Jonah got swallowed up by the belly of a big fish and went to the bottom of the deep blue sea. But Jonah didn't let that cause him to lose his faith. And most of all, best of all, in the midst of all of that, God's call to go to Nineveh, the sworn enemy of Jonah. Jonah didn't let all of that cause him to lose his praise because Jonah knew what we know, that our hope ours and our joy is given to us by God and it's ours and our faith that we proclaim upon which we stand in the midst of everything is ours and our praise that's the only thing that ain't ours that's God's God gives it to us to praise God so that people might see us and know that we are God's you see sometimes we end up in the belly of a big fish going through trials and troubles. Things look great on the outside, but they're all kind of tore up on the inside. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe, you, maybe you've been there. Maybe, maybe you walk in there right now. That, that everything looks cool, calm, and collected on the surface, but underneath, you're just trying to paddle to keep your head above the water. Maybe you're out on the lake in, 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 in a sailboat with no motor and the wind has laid down and died and you're trying to get home. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where you are today, but I believe that in the midst of all of that trouble, if we will start to praise God, it might not change the sea. Bring up a wind so you can sail home. It, 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 it might not calm things down under the water. It might not fix things on the outside. But it will change the inside. And the change on the inside of me impacts my outside. I mean, I can't hide what's happening on my inside. You, you, you all have come to know that. Um, if, if, if I'm struggling and, and I get frustrated, my ears turn red. You, maybe you picked up on that. If you haven't, now you know. <laughs> but even when my ears get red, my joy is mine. My faith is mine. My hope is mine. My praise begins, begin, belongs to God. You see, we are not, we are not going to let trials and temptations cause us to lose our hope 
We are not going to allow powers and principalities that come against us cause us to lose our joy. We are not going to let height or death or angels or demons or anything cause us to lose our faith. And we are not, we are not ever, never going to let anything in all creation cause us
Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.